0: Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a tech-savvy royal family. Yes, yes, ever since the palace became Wi-Fi enabled, it's become so easy to use the Name Your Price tool on Progressive.com. I do agree, my queen. Simply telling it what we want to spend and seeing all our policy options, I'll send a screenshot to Duke. The Duke of Kent? No, my friend Duke. We're in a group chat together. LOL. It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: You mean Argentina didn't call up Will Bruin? (laughs) (laughs) Um, They had enough of Sergio Aguero and Messi, so they thought
3: they'd get Bruin a try. In their reserves. This is the Rotawire Fantasy
0: Soccer Podcast.
3: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Major League Soccer Podcast. This is Andrew Laird, your host. I'm joined, as always, by JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath. This week's episode is brought to you by DrafterPass.com. Head over to DrafterPass.com and enter promo code RotoWire when you sign up and get $5 real cash credit to get you started. No strings attached, no deposit or credit card required. That's DrafterPass.com. Guys, we played on DrafterPass a few times. It's Pretty fun. It's got a very similar scoring setup than DraftKings. So, anybody who's kind of familiar with DraftKings has an easy transition over to Drafter Pass. Crosses being the biggest one. I think they do one point per cross. But, guys, we uh, I was actually just talking to you about this and I'll bring it up right away. They have this uh, interesting style where it's called Pick 'em with Goals, where they give you three players to choose from. And you basically, you know, it's equivalent of Javinko, Keen, and Kamara, and you have to pick whoever's going to get you the most points and not only do you get the points uh, that they get in the game, but then you can kind of guess how many either i think it's fouls drawn or or shots on goal that's usually the the one that I see so if uh, you know you guess that somebody's going to take three shots on goal and they get it, you get a few bonus points uh j d do you ever not pick three shots on goal for Javinko? <laughs>
2: Yeah, all the time I don't do that because I think three shots on goal is pretty difficult to to feel safe with for any player. So I like to usually go two shots on goal for the elite forwards, and Javinko is a lock for three fouls drawn. So I tend to I tend to go that way. Hmm, that's but interesting. But that might be what me and you had. I think the same six players. You make six decisions, uh, three each. Three players to choose from in each. Here, I guess they call it, and me and you, I think, picked an identical six. But you picked the bonus better than me, so you won. So, yeah, I think it's been a lot of fun so far, and I hope more people try it out so we have uh, some more people to have fun with and play against. Yeah, we're taping
3: this on a Thursday evening, and they've got the Friday games up. They don't have their Saturday slate set up yet, but, but yeah, it's a, uh, you know, they've got a few. They do a few guaranteed. Uh, contests each week, and uh, Skylar, how was your experience so far with them?
1: I've enjoyed it. I think I was a little bit uh, thrown off with the names of some of the contests <laughs> <laughs> at first glance, but now it's something, something new, something fresh, and it's been fun to to play so far. Um, always happy to see another player in the MLS game. So um, yeah, come on over and join us. It's been fun so far.
3: One thing I've noticed is that their pricing seems a lot more aggressive. Uh, Than DraftKings, and the the player that kind of screamed out um, with that last week was Christian Maidana, who I think was like the second highest priced midfielder. And you know he's he's obviously not there, not at that level in DraftKings or or even Mondo Goal, but those crosses really pay off. And so I think they do a pretty good job of making it a little tougher on on you to build lineups, which I I think is a a little more fun just because it makes you work a little harder. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I agree. Their, their pricing has been pretty solid so far. And if, for as many players as it it's tough to fit into your lineup, they, they do always have a couple of diamonds in the rough that I love to, to kind of find. That's one of the fun parts about Daily Fantasy is to kind of dig deep and find your cheap guy that makes everyone fit. So I, I think the pricing is very competitive, and it's been uh, a lot of fun. Nice.
3: All right, guys. The We've got a kind of a weird slate this week. We had been, pre- we had been going with the Friday... Single game and then the double Sunday, but this week they're switch. We've got two on Friday, full slate Saturday, July fourth, and then uh, just a single match on Sunday. But starting off the weekend, we've got nine o'clock Eastern on Friday, Houston at Chicago. Brad Davis was pulled from the Gold Cup team because of his knee injury, and now he is probable to play Friday against Chicago. Skyler, do you have any hesitation in playing him if he if he starts?
1: Um, on a two-game slate, if I'm playing that Friday slate, I, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to. But yeah, if he starts and he's in in the lineup for me, um, I am hesitant though. Just anytime you've got an injury surrounding a player, then you've got to proceed with a little bit of caution. So, but if you look at the midfield pool for Friday night, it's pretty pretty shallow. I mean, <laughs> Lamar Nagel, Harry Ship. Luis Silva, I mean, that's kind of, obviously, Brad Davis, that's kind of about it for me.
2: Yeah, shallow is the nicest way you could have possibly put it. <laughs> it is absolutely horrendous. Um, and so, frankly, so are the matchups. Um, this Friday night slate is for the hardcore MLS fans. Um, so Brad Davis probably is is on my radar, but he's... He's not somebody I'm going to go out of my way to play. I don't know that we'll have to really find a lot of... I mean, I don't think we're going to have trouble spending our salary cap or needing to fit Brad Davis in. I don't know. I'm not i am just not a huge fan of Davis this week, but I'm not really a huge fan of anybody. So <laughs> take that for what it's worth.
3: Yeah, the, the second game is DC United at Seattle. We'll note that Marco Papa's out for the Gold Cup already. Um, MLS... Watchers could actually see him play earlier in the day because Guatemala will play the U.S. in a friendly before the Gold Cup starts up. But David Akam is apparently questionable now, so he's trending in the right direction to play. Does does he interest you at all, J.D., if he starts?
2: Yeah, I love Akam. I think he would be one of my favorite plays for the, uh, the Friday night slate. And Harry Ship is probably my number one midfielder. So... That's something that really interests me and Kennedy Igboananike is another guy that I'm definitely going to look to to fit in my lineups. I like Chicago a lot even though they're at Houston.
3: Yeah, I think I'm looking at your um, rankings for the forwards. Igboananike is the only one from this Houston Chicago game that you ranked.
2: Well, I have Barnes. Oh, I'm sorry, one. that's right. You got Barnes there. I forgot that. And I have Houston. Bruin number 4, but <laughs> so yeah. So,
3: yeah, let's talk about Will Bruin for a second. Skyler, you have him ranked second. Can you make a case of why this is a good matchup for him?
1: Yeah, well, is, is Barnes going to be playing tomorrow? Is he already gone for a gold cup? I was trying to find out for sure if he was hanging around or if he had already left. Uh, so that's why, I mean, that's why I ranked Bruin up above him in my rankings, just because I, I figured Barnes might be already gone.
3: We, we have a note on Rotowire here. Um, that he is he will play and he's leaving immediately after the match
1: okay there you go so
3: so knowing that where do you do you slot him in somewhere
1: yeah i would put uh, barnes ahead of bruin for sure but i do like bruin on a a, again (laughs) on a short slate there's your will bruin plug jd but uh you know he's again he's been their go-to guy to score goals and he's been doing the job this year, so why not tomorrow night? Why not Friday night? Uh, uh,
3: Fair enough. Why not fair enough? Uh,
1: I mean, I I don't really have any stats to back it up as of late, but he's...
2: Well, the only stat you need to point to is that he continues to score inexplicably. So, (laughs) I mean, really goals are all that matter, and since he's putting him away, then ride him while he's hot, because he's going to have another... Season-long drought coming up soon.
1: Yeah, well, he's in like a I don't know two or three games slump. So, oh, and
3: maybe it started. Maybe it's already started. <laughs> this, he's not ready to break out. It's actually just over.
2: Well, yeah. When your other options are Chad Barrett and Mike McGee.
1: Yeah, that was it for me. It just, I mean, the, the short player pool again to choose from. That's why Bruins so high for, on my rankings. Other than than a Spindola. And, of course, Charles Barnes. And I think you, you only have maybe, like J.D. said, Iqbun and Nike, um, You only have about five true forwards to choose from. So,
2: so J.D., why do you like Barnes more than a Spindler? I th- Just because I think he's more direct in their attack. He's more central. Um, I mean, a spindula kind of floats around. You can count on him to get a better chance in assist, but Barnes takes more shots. And, um, I think he just probably has a better chance for a goal. I think a spindle is a much better player, but yeah, Barnes draws a lot of fouls. People just hang all over him trying to slow him down. Cause he's so fast. So I, I just think he's a safe, has a safer floor and almost as high a ceiling as a spindle. Okay. Looking at, um, DraftKings David Akam
3: is 4700.
2: Oh my god. Well, which... <laughs> If he if he plays and you don't have him in your lineup then... Yeah, that's
3: kind of how I uh, I was looking at it, but he's still pretty he's 177 on on uh, Drafter Pass. He's actually the highest priced forward in dra- on the the Friday slate. So
2: Wow, there we go. Yeah,
3: it's a little it th- um, uh, throws you off a little bit with with Martin's and Dempsey out. Um Dempsey didn't even get to play a game before he left for the Gold Cup after his three-game suspension. But, uh, yeah, Martins apparently has returned to light training, but he's still weeks away, so we'll we'll not count him coming back anytime soon. Uh, so that's the, fr- the ugly Friday slate. Good luck to those who decide to jump in on it. Uh, moving to Saturday, we've got 7.30 is the first match. It's the Red Bulls at the Columbus Crew, two teams that I feel like are so up and down. We'll note that Chris Duvall broke his leg last night, Wednesday night, in a U.S. Open Cup match. He'll be out three to four months which is a pretty sizable amount of time and obviously not great news for the Red Bulls but um, it seems like BWP is finally starting to put it together. He was kind of a menace in, that, in last week's match against New York City. Uh, how how comfortable are you guys playing uh, Wright Phillips? Do you do you consider him in that upper tier of of fantasy forwards, or you know with like Javinko and Keen and Kamara, or is he a little below that for you, Skylar?
1: He's a little below that for me. I think this week he's actually even priced higher than Kamara, who's playing in the same game, and I like Kamara uh, a little bit more than I do BWP. But he's still a, a pure goal scorer, so you never know when he's gonna pop up with a goal or even two on the road. Um he's just he's that good of a, a player. He could strike at any minute and when he strikes and he could the goals could come in droves. So it's just for me, Kamara's been having a better season. He's a little bit in better form than, than BWP, so I'm probably gonna pay you know, save some money by playing a guy like Kai Kamara over BWP.
2: J.D., how do you feel about him, having witnessed him in person last week? Well, that was really interesting because we saw him play on the wing for the majority of the first half. And um, then he moved back centrally, and that's when they really started to terrorize New York City in the second half. Um, And BWP, the one thing I noticed in person that you don't see on TV as much is he really gets – hung all over by the opposing defenders. They don't give him an inch of room. Every time he's in the box, they're grabbing him, fouling him. And sure, that's a common thing against opposing forwards, but it feels like it was much more prominent against him than I previously realized. And I don't think he gets as much respect athletically as he deserves. He's very quick and agile, and he kind of has like a little spring in his in his step. He gets it, uh, in the air vertically really well, too. So I don't consider him along the lines of a Jovinko, but in the right matchup, I would certainly consider him um, a Keen or Kamara. I think that New York is still going to be a dangerous team moving forward. So n- not every week will I have him up there with Keen and Kamara, and I think they're a little bit more matchup proof than BWP is. But I think BWP deserves fantasy consideration almost every week. Including you're he- at Columbus? Absolutely, I don't think Columbus has that uh, tremendous of a defense, particularly of late. Mm-hmm. What did you think of BWP against your NYCFC? <laughs> he was, he was by far the best player on the
3: field. I felt that, like, or at least the best attacking option. That as soon as he got ahead of steam, you were like, he's going to score. Like th- there was no question that that he that he could. And I feel like New York City got lucky that he didn't have at least two more because they were a little muted in the first half, but they just dominated, the Red Bulls dominated that second half. And so, you know, he was a pretty big part of that. So yeah, it was a tough loss for a New York city FC supporter, but what are you going to do? Is there, how do you guys feel about uh, Iguain at this point? Because I feel like, you know, he's far from this must play uh, position and you know he's still the fifth highest priced midfielder at least on on DraftKings. You don't have the drafter pass Saturday prices yet. So do you, would you be feel comfortable JD throwing Iguain in a
2: lineup this week or are you going to stay away from him? I would be comfortable if he was in my lineup, but I don't think it's um ideal. He's you say he's the fifth highest priced this week and if you sort by f- uh fantasy points per game, I think he's seventh and he's behind Uh, Pedro Morales by just a little bit, who's hot and cold. Um, He's behind Lloyd Sam, who you might not get the chance to play this week. Probably will, but um, yeah, I think he's still up there. He's just not um, really commanding the fantasy points for the price that he often appears at. So he does provide a lot of consistency, um, minus the one or two games he's really burned us with just one or two points. Um, and I don't think New York is a team that you have to shy away from currently um, when you're looking at um, their opponents' attacking options. So I feel comfortable, but certainly there's some better options uh, that are cheaper. Scott, you ranked
3: him pretty high this week. So it sounds like, from that at least, you're a little more optimistic about in, Is that right?
1: Yeah, I've, I'm still. I still like Igwain. I still think he's among the top midfield options because he he does get himself in so many good positions and always standing over free kicks, corner kicks, probably penalty kick if Columbus gets one. And I've ranked him so high this week, I really think this game's going to be, there's going to be some goals scored. So I feel like if Columbus starts, you know, two or three goals in, then I think Higuain's going to be on the score sheet. So... He's in the mix for me, for sure. I mean, you look at his game log recently, he's hitting pretty close to 10. Well, he's hit over 10 uh, three of the last four games. So that's that's the kind of consistency that I'm expecting when I pay up for him. I think he's 8,500. So, yeah, I like him a lot this week.
2: All right.
3: Maybe he'll be in that matchup
2: that you guys do sporadically. We'll have to fire it back up for sure. (laughs)
3: Uh, the 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern game is the other side of New York City they're traveling to Montreal this week Uh, both teams I believe lost in rivalry rivalry week not that anybody really expected them to to have big performances but is uh, JD who do you like more in this game David Villa or Ignacio Piatti
2: Um, I think I like no, I definitely like David Villa better. David Villa, I think, is is just a much better chance to get a goal. Um, Piotti, while he plays better at home, I don't think is necessarily going to pick apart NYCFC's defense. Um, Villa is just in a different class, although Piotti is always a great option on DraftKings. Um, so I, I think that's how I'd go. I don't really like either team. Much with uh, the, some of the players they're missing. Particularly, NYCFC doesn't have Discarude. Um, so, I mean, name me three of their midfielders right now. The casual fan would have a tough time. Well, they probably um, include Matt, Pirlo Matt? and
3: Lampard. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You <laughs> we witnessed the Tommy Mack goal. I in bet person. JD was going
1: crazy when McNamara. I was.
2: It. We were was on the doing... opposite side of the field, and I could still hear JD squealing about it. <laughs> well, listen, my friends who I took who don't have much of a clue at all about soccer, I was trying to explain the magic of Tommy McNamara to them, and they just couldn't appreciate it at all.
3: Until he became,
2: you know, Lionel Messi in the
3: in, after three <laughs> minutes banging home the opener.
2: He kind of could. He kind of could pull off the Leo Messi look. Yeah, this is similar. <laughs> <both you're> messy. <laughs> yeah, but Hulk messy. <laughs> um
3: so So you don't I noticed that
2: you um you didn't rank McNamara this week. Yeah, I did, and I ranked Poku. they were down at the bottom for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Um yeah, Poku's an interesting one because I still don't think they're they're comfortable enough starting him.
2: I'm I not wish not sure why were... yet though. I mean, he was their best player in the last fifteen minutes of that match we were at. Yeah, by far. In, I mean, yeah. Maybe it's
3: because he didn't play the first. Uh,
2: well, that certainly five, plays but... that certainly plays a part. But he's just an animal out there, and I mean, he he might not be refined, but get him on the field. MLS isn't a refined league.
3: Hmm. So, Skyler, David via three shots on goal or three fouls drawn?
1: Mm. Draft or I'm... pass? Probably both.
3: (laughs) I'm not sure you can do that.
2: (laughs) What a (laughs) (laughs) cop-out.
1: Hey, I think he will will get both, but um, I'd say a shot... Well, I'll say fouls drawn is probably more likely.
2: Yeah, he loves to dribble super close to people and and try and beat them, and he always gets fouled right above the box. Shots on goal is... uh, It's really hard to get three shots on goal. I mean... Three shots in general would be a solid draft king's night and plenty of them miss the net for a lot of forwards, so I mean if anyone can do it, he's definitely up there among them. But yeah. Three three fouls drawn is probably much closer to a lock than shots in my Yeah, opinion. it's
1: the safer play.
2: Who Yep.
3: Uh, I, I consider Jovinko rather safe on a three shots
2: on goal. But don't you consider it even safer that he would draw three fouls? Well, like last week, he had three shots on goal and three fouls drawn.
3: And I'll, I'll make another Drafter Plus comment that their box scores are awesome.
1: Yeah, um, they really
3: are. They've got everything in there. So, um, you know, he, Javinko's last, let me see here, was that eight games, seven games? Shots on goal is 3 3, 4, 5, 1, 5, 3. And that's on goal. That's not even shots. The shots. <laughs> the shots are nine and thirteen. <laughs> nine and thirteen. The last two games. It's, it's crazy. So, like, I, I, uh, I'll admit, I'm. I got to check on the stats here. If you actually get the same number of points if you make the shots on goal or the fouls drawn, I assume so. But I don't know. I feel like Javinko, three shots on goal is pretty, pretty much a slam dunk. But I'm not sure there's anybody else in the league I would trust with that. In fact, there isn't anybody I would trust with that.
2: Maybe Robbie Keane when he really gets going. And, yeah. Maybe. That, that would be the other the other guy I would really consider. And Kai Kamara gets a lot of shots, but they're not right. always on goal. So that's pretty much the the handful of people we need to even discuss. Yeah, Kamara has to take 12 to get three on goal. So, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll
3: so we talked about Villa. We talked about Piotti. Is there anyone you would seriously consider in your lineups, uh, Skyler? I won't even ask Tommy McNamara's fan club. President over
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you got to look at their forwards. I, I like Jack McInerney, and I like Dominic Oduro. I'd like Oduro more if he was starting, um, but in, in the little bit of time that he gets on the field, it seems like he's been pretty productive. He did he start last game? I can't
3: Oduro. I don't yeah, no. yeah, he did. Oh, wait, I didn't wait. think he
1: did. Yeah, he was pretty quiet last game, but that was that monsoon crazy. Uh, crazy weather game in Philly so yeah, I'll give him a free pass on that one but if he starts again at home this weekend against New York City I definitely like him as maybe a flex play
3: yeah I'm sorry cut you off there he did start he played 60 minutes that's all he did
1: okay Um, but yeah I'd I'd probably look at those 2 they're pretty reasonably priced so if you're trying to squeeze some some of the big stars in then I might look at a McInerney or or, or Oduro.
3: And, J.D., you uh, are a pretty big fan of one of their defenders.
2: Oyongo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he had that goal two weeks ago. He's still only 3,600. He gets up the field. Um, he's not afraid to kind of cut in and take a shot. Um, so I do like Montreal a lot defensively at home this week as well. So it just, it just gives him another boost, and he's been in – over fifty percent of my lineups lately. Everyone else is kind of catching on, so I'm probably gonna gonna stick with it. Um, I also like Laurent Simon uh, for four thousand. Even though he's a center back, he's got a solid shot to to head a ball in against a tiny New York City FC defense. <laughs> uh, they're tiny all over the field yeah <laughs> how dare I you mean, just
3: say it's the defenders other we than Poku, actually, i guess
2: <laughs> we were actually talking on sunday they grab a voice at the stage in his life where he is shrinking and he's already right. short <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah it's uh
3: size is something they definitely need and lampard and pierlo are not exactly going to fill those uh
2: those voids now how about the, the before you move on the keepers in this game i think you have to consider both of them
3: yeah i kind of agree i wonder if bush is the I feel like Bush has the better clean sheet possibility. Maybe just I mean I I wonder if I would feel the same if the game was in New York, but right. Yeah, I, I think they're both reasonable, right? They can't poss- Saunders can't possibly be that expensive.
2: He's forty three hundred, and Bush is forty eight hundred, and I feel like both of those are pretty much the middle of the pack. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah if
1: you consider too that is going to be firing off shots, and then, then Bush has the potential to. Put up a pretty big game if he stops some shots and picks up a win. Maybe a a clean sheet or a goal against. I could see a a big game from Bush.
3: Yeah, I like that. Nice call. Uh, Nine o'clock Eastern, New England at Dallas. Two teams that I think we had kind of talked about early in the season as MLS Cup uh, possibilities. Um, They have combined for two wins in their last combined 12 games. Uh, including seven losses there. But there's so many offensive options here that it it feels like this should be like a big scoring game. Uh, Skyler, what do you feel about this one?
1: Yeah, it's kind of a tough game to call because New England, I don't think they're going to be too shorthanded as far as Gold Cup players go. Yep. But the game being at Dallas, I'd probably still lean towards – probably rostering guys like Castillo and Mario Diaz rather than looking at, like, a Charlie Davies or uh, Lee Wynn. I actually do like Wynn um, on the midfield side of the – or in the midfield position. But in general, I, I like Fabian Castillo a lot because Dallas is probably going to need him more than than anything with uh, Perez and Testerak and Daley gone for Gold Cups. So – I think Castillo is going to be asked to do a little bit more, and I think David Teixeira might be a sleeper if, uh, if Dallas does some work.
3: Yeah, Castillo is one of six players on the Saturday DraftKings slate that's over $10,000. But on the flip side, Mauro Diaz is only 7600 which seems really cheap for a guy who can do so much. J.D., how do you feel about these guys? I assume you don't agree on Teixeira.
2: No, I think the last two games he's had 60 minutes or more. He's come away with like a combined four points. Um Granted, the one before that, he had 20, I believe. He got a goal and, and did some stuff two months ago, but <laughs> <laughs> it was literally two months ago.
1: <laughs> now the stage is set, though, so it's his time to shine. Oh,
2: yeah, definitely. You're spot on. Um <laughs> Dude, to a big Tashera will bruin weekend, boys. <laughs> yep. Um I actually, I'm not really fond of either of these teams' options this week. Um, it feels like a game that New England's going to go into Dallas and steal. Mm. But Dallas, I think, is, is a fairly tough team to play against. I won't be banking on the Charlie Davies goal. Um, I won't be banking on Lee Wynn just uh, having his way with the Dallas uh, defensive midfield and defense. So this is kind of a tough one for me to call in general. I'm, I'm not a fan of Teixeira. Castillo's a little bit expensive for the matchup. I think New England in general is has been playing a lot of defensive midfielders lately, moving kind of one of those more attacking players back, playing two of them, and then kind of, if they need the offense, they're subbing in a more uh, attacking option later in the game. So I... I'm pretty confident that New England's going to be able to slow down Dallas's attack, especially with those players missing. And I don't see a whole lot in this game that I'm really attracted to. Even though I like a lot of the players in it, I think the situation's not the greatest.
3: So if that's the case, do you like the defensive options?
2: Tierney had 12 crosses last game. We've been talking about how he's really slowing down and... Um, While they're on the road and might sit back a little bit more, I don't think Tierney is uh, ever a bad option, let alone this week. So, but Dallas really doesn't have attacking fullbacks that you look to. Um, A center back's not particularly attractive in this matchup. So, not not even really the defensive options. It's just kind of a a game that I'll be just as happy not having to stay up and watch.
1: Yeah, if Michelle gets the nod, I was just about to say that. I'll, yeah, I might consider him on the Dallas side of of defense, but other He's than been that,
2: really terrible lately. Yeah. I mean, he's he's always an offensive threat. So yeah, you have to consider him, but he has had an atrocious season overall.
1: Yeah, he's been a big letdown. I think for me, it, it's I, of course we'll always go with the uh, defensive player that has set piece. Um, you know, set-piece potential, and Michelle does whenever Dallas gets a free kick. If Diaz isn't taking it, then Michelle is probably second option. So if he starts, then I might consider him. He's only 3,800, but his playing time has been real sporadic, so we'll see if any of the the Gold Cup absentees have an effect on that.
2: I think he played last night, and everyone was complaining about how bad he was. So, yeah, when they got walloped by uh, Sporting. yeah. Yeah. He's just such a terrible player, I think. He's he's so one-dimensional. Why would you play someone just for free kicks?
1: I know, it's like if if you could just sub a player in for his free kicks and he'd be that guy. <laughs> Special teams? Special team player.
3: <laughs> that seems like one of those zany rules MLS probably thought of years ago to get people to watch in the states. Um all right. Well, if there's nothing else from that one, um We'll move no, on. Let's,
2: yeah, let's move on.
3: <laughs> the other 9 o'clock Eastern game, Vancouver at Colorado, which I feel like any time we say Colorado, we'll think that's kind of the mismatch of the week. At least they are at home this week. So, you know, unsurprisingly, uh, Morales and Rivero are pretty high up on um, both of your rankings this week. If uh, a fantasy player wants to kind of find that differential from Vancouver, J.D., who's, who's the right call?
2: It's probably Kakuta Mane. He's had a he's had a pretty good stretch of games. He's been getting off shots. He has two goals in the last three, and I think his speed is really advantageous against Colorado. I think you can take advantage of them um, with your speed on the wing. So that's that's my pick, and he's at an affordable fifty eight hundred dollars. So I like that a lot. Um, Colorado hasn't, they're winless in their last six, but they haven't really been a, a sieve defensively. I think they kind of can hold their own, um, and also Pedro Morales might not play. It's up in the air, so.
1: Give a little bump to Christian Teixeira, who's been. <laughs> yes,
2: I do love that guy as well.
1: He's 4,200, 4, yes, the, the almost like a flea out there, a mini flea, he's uh. Then I think he's hit close to ten points the past two games, mm-hmm. and he's yeah he looks sharp. So if you feel like Vancouver has
3: an edge in this one, then that's your value play right there. That's Tichera, phonetically not to be confused with Tichera. Who you don't want to make that mistake. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's why it?
2: Skyler likes him. He loves <laughs> yeah, let's
3: Roll out the
1: Tichera, Tichera lineup. The Tichera stack. <laughs> the Tichera stack. Um, I, I don't know. I got a eerie feeling that Colorado is going to no. win this game or oh. pull it out. It feels like they always, for whatever reason, Fourth of July. It like seems like they always get a big win and sticking it <laughs> to the, the Canadians on July Fourth. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I remember playing just the standard season-long MLS fantasy game, you know, years in a row, and it always seemed like that stat jumped out that Colorado always came away with a clean sheet on Fourth of July. I don't know what the recent history is but i think they're still probably a solid fourth of july team so if you believe in that kind of thing then there you go wow what maybe. a yeah <laughs> maybe clint, clint Irwin. clint erwin yeah.
2: what hey, a, Sky, skyler didn't even drop that into the monday morning center back column on <laughs> mls.com so you listeners should feel special that he saved it for the podcast
1: <laughs> that's right it's a freebie
3: there, yeah.
2: <laughs> so if colorado
3: wins that means they have to score and so who's that going to be, Skyler?
1: Maybe Sol- Solignac. He's actually been having a couple of a pre- few pretty good looks lately. So if they break through, then he's probably going to be on the end of one. I don't know if Doyle's going to – I think he played majority of their U.S. Open Cup game midweek. So, yeah, I mean, their options are just – they're not fun to – to look at and to throw in your fantasy lineup <laughs> and hope and hope that something happens. But I'd say if they do score, I think Selignac or maybe Dylan
2: Powers
0: will be on the
1: end of it.
2: Who who can we compare Selignac to for people that haven't watched Colorado very much? Because I mean, I really like the way he plays the game. I'm having a tough time coming up with a a really great comparison in MLS though.
1: Hmm. I mean, maybe well,
2: like a a I was thinking a not-angry Espindola. Maybe yeah. a, he's slower and doesn't play on the wing as much, but I think he, he really does seem to have a good um, skill set for setting people up and scoring on his own. Maybe yeah. a maybe a Christian Namath is a kind of a newer one. So yeah. I, I like his game, and his price is great. So one of these weekends, when I throw him into a lineup, he's going to finally pay off.
1: Yeah, it feels like he's on the verge of coming around, and Colorado's desperate. For that to happen, so you know that he's that they brought him in to score goals. They brought Doyle in to score goals. If they don't start doing something soon, then they could be on their way out.
2: And most Colorado uh, designated players don't ever pan out, so <laughs> I'm curious to see how these two <laughs> these two work. Sounds like this is the weekend, JD. This I could be it. Fourth of don't, July fireworks, baby. I do love a narrative, but I don't know that I'm buying into Colorado on the Fourth of July.
3: <laughs> it's not just colorado it's colorado against vancouver
2: still, oh that's you know, Canadians true.
3: still connected to the to the brits i think this is a wonderful <laughs> narrative here just perfect i don't know if new york city fc at montreal will be able to do it having to travel there you know true. Uh, oh well before we <laughs> move on to the next match i just wanted to thank our sponsor drafter pass again uh, for helping us out this week. Drafter Pass is a team of highly committed individuals that wanted to build a better, more engaging daily fantasy sports platform with better research tools, which I do love, functional simplicity and attentive scoring rules. Drafter Pass's platform is daily fantasy major league soccer without compromise. Play salary cap contests or try their all new pick 'em with goals format, which we discussed earlier in love. They offer big payout contests regularly, but they're also putting a lot of emphasis on simple head-to-head six player and ten player games with friends. And as a reminder, you can head over to drafterpass.com and enter promo code ROTOWIRE when you sign up and get 5 bucks real cash right to your account. No strings attached, no deposit, and no credit card required. So thank you again, drafterpass.com. You'll see us there this weekend. So moving on, we got 10 p.m. Orlando at RSL. Skyler, our boy Jordan Allen, not the best production last week. I did not watch this match. I tried to avoid all of the results. I woke up. Uh, Sunday, and I check my um, lineups, and I saw that he didn't start, and wasn't it was Mondo, I only had him in starting in, in Mondo goal, so I didn't even, tr- you know, try to change him, because he can't do that there, but, and I see that he put up, uh, I believe it was negative five and change, uh, and I was brutal. like, boy, how does that happen, and <laughs> I see <laughs> 10 minutes played and a red card, I said, boy, yeah. that re- really came back and bit me in the ass, but.
1: Yeah, no, fortunately, I was in the same boat. I pretty much took him out everywhere except I had him stuck in a couple of Mondo goal lineups because he was priced uh, nicely to where it was hard not to take him. I I felt like he was going to start, but he didn't. So I was able to slide him out. And yeah, and and that one or two lineups that I had him, it was just, it was ugly.
3: Yeah, I felt the the pricing on Mondo goal was a little. I don't want to say it was easier, but I felt like I was able to get a lot of the guys I wanted, including the uh Javinko, Kamara, Keen triumphant that didn't pay off at all. But it allowed me to kind of take a flyer on Allen, whether I knew he was going to start or not. And that blew up in my face completely. So, <laughs> uh, But he's out this week because of that red card. Apparently he's also dealing with a hamstring injury. I, I think he, he did not play in the U.S. Open Cup this week because of it. Um, but who else do you guys like from uh, from RS? Obviously, uh, Morales is probably the, the top choice here. Is there anybody else you guys like? J.D., I'll throw that one to you, sir.
2: Well, I think you need to look at the forwards. The midfielders are kind of hit or miss. I yeah. kind of like Mulholland, but with Beckerman out, you really don't know how this midfield is going to work. Um, you know, Beckerman really not just offensively, but he opens up a lot offensively. His, yeah, he his, does. His long passing is really underrated. He's probably one of the better long passers in the entire league. Um, it's a great observation. So, I mean, it's not, a, not an observation I came up with on my own. It's <laughs> been supported by many other smart soccer watchers. But, uh, yeah, so you look at the offense, and I think Morales is going to be very angry this week coming back from the, the red card. He's probably one of my top picks. So I if you want him to try and connect with somebody, Plata for 6000 is a great choice. And, you know, the other guys I think are just someone you can take a shot with in a tournament if you really want to. They're not players that I ever consider regularly. They kind of just – it would be too hard to pick between all of them even if they were an option I liked. So, yeah, the RSL side is pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah, we should
3: note that, as you mentioned, that Beckerman is out. Um, Saborio is out, and Ramondo is out. They got a few other guys as well. Um, I think Olave is out with a with a quad injury, not international duty, but uh, they're definitely a little weakened. Skylar, do you do you f- see any guys other than Kaká for Orlando that can take over? That can take advantage of RSL missing a few key pieces?
1: Yeah, I think you got to give Pedro Ribeiro a little bit of consideration. He's going to be probably going to be starting it forward with uh, Kyle Lahren away mm-hmm. and he had a nice run there for uh, a few weeks when Laren was out earlier in the season so he's actually Ribeiro's actually listed as a midfielder as well so for me that's always I think I pointed out a, a few podcasts ago but I always have that mental aspect of that's actually you're actually paying for a forward for an extra forward spot whenever you've got a midfielder that's playing as a forward. So um a little bit of a mental thing. You've got a player playing closer to goal and uh Salt Lake spin hasn't been amazing on defense lately. So I think they'll get some chances and if he's playing up top then at forty four hundred, definitely worth a look.
2: Yeah, is one of the guys this season that you guys haven't been able to shut me up about. I <laughs> ev- Every week I hope he starts. I put him in my lineup, then I have to take him out. I'm very excited for him to finally get another shot this week. He still looks just as good as he, he did earlier in the year. He's got the size, but uh, it's 6'3". But he also has some some quicks when he's in tight, so I think he's a great play. And Carlos Rivas has been really impressing everybody in Orlando lately. Um, he's 4,800 this week at forward, and he's going to get a lot of consideration from me if he gets into the lineup. Orlando doesn't have a whole lot of options with all the people they're missing, so I think he'll get at least some playing time, and I like him a lot as a young talent. So this game is, is tough for me because I like those two cheap attacking options, but I also it's going to be really hard to not consider Jeff Atnella. For three thousand dollars in goal yeah. at, at home yeah um yeah I, RSL they haven't been great defensively but they're not awful either and they always get a huge boost in front of their uh the Rio Tinto crowd so tough tough call here uh between the the defensive Salt Lake and the offensive Orlando who do play well on the road yeah I think we
3: had mentioned that previously that Orlando almost plays better on the road than they do at home sometimes yeah so yeah to a. it was an interesting matchup i think we're do you guys like kaka i mean you both ranked him pretty highly but was that because you really think he's going to break out or is it the matchup at kind of a depleted rsl
2: break out i mean how many goals do you want this guy to score he's a machine just, just two from open play that's all i want. <laughs> in the last month he had seven shots last game four yeah. of them on goal yep Maybe that was his breakout. Granted, can you really break out against Colorado? <laughs> <That's>...
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he's still... He, he's Kaká, so he's got the ability to post some monster fantasy lines. So, yeah, he's always going to be up there for me. And RSL is depleted, like you said. So I could see this game being a fun one. I'd like to... I probably will have pretty good bit of exposure to Atanella at 3,000. So it, it's like JD said, it's going to be tough to... Create those lineups but try to fit Kakai in at the same time with Attanella in between the sticks so um, it's a tough one I like the game a lot on another note um, were you guys with me and thinking that you should have gotten a few extra points for that sweet set piece goal that RSL had last weekend oh, man. I was waiting for some fantasy bonus points uh, to pop up but hoping for that. happen th-
3: instead of the two players getting an assist you wanted all four of them or all three yeah. of them and
1: then- yeah it was just sweet it was awesome
2: it was a great goal, but um, who didn't get on the? Somebody got robbed. Oh, Connor Doyle! Connor Doyle had that beautiful goal, and he wasn't one of the five goal of the week nominees. It was such a crime.
1: Oh well, wow. I don't see that he was left out, but yeah, it's, that was yeah, and
2: that up there. Josie Altidore slotted one like on the ground in the corner, and that was one of the nominees. Oh, that's outrageous!
1: Josie's got to get the the love.
3: Yeah.
2: It was Bradley, too, Josie, so that was, yeah, league synergy right there. But yeah. Connor Doyle, come on, what a rip.
3: Yeah, that was a great goal. It's almost like it should have been the best goal of the week that wasn't Connor Doyle's. Maybe that's what they did.
2: Ah, uh, probably, you're right.
3: <laughs> it was too good. <laughs> All right, the uh, last game on the Saturday slate is Toronto at L.A. I think for the first time in two months, Sebastian Javinko is not the top-ranked forward in our rankings this week. That place goes to the guy he will be playing robbie Keane. um
2: unanimously
3: unanimously that's right it should be said that as we're looking at how uh you know mls is not dominated by american players anymore that i think it's on the forward list i'm not sure there's a an american in in the top 10 in anybody's lists which is pretty impressive and so a lot of them are are not even from North America, so we don't lose a lot of them to the Gold Cup. You know, we still have Keane and Javinko and Kamara and Rivero, guys like that, David Villa so it's kind of nice that we still have all these options despite this tournament taking uh, previously mentioned Bradley and Altador out for this game um, so you guys really like Robbie Keane, you both really like Javinco because you ranked him second so I'm, it's not like you guys think it's a terrible matchup for Javinko. but I was a little surprised that Brian Rowe, who's filling in for uh, Pinedo, didn't get a little more love because, because of the fact that Toronto is without uh, Bradley or Altidore, and they're on the road. Uh, why don't, why do you like the other guys more than than where you ranked Rowe, uh, JD? You ranked him sixth out of six.
2: Well, out of six, but how many more goalies can we pick from this weekend? He's he's not a chump change at number true, six. True, six out of fourteen, um, I guess right i he's there just because he's playing Jovinko um it, it's it's as easy as that when Jovi, I imagine Jovinko taking a free kick, and I imagine Roe just having to use the restroom it <laughs> you I would be so scared if I was a goalie that wasn't very experienced um trying to stop Jovinko, and it I don't think anybody in the league can really slow him down. And Los Angeles, I believe, is going to be missing Omar Gonzalez. Um, so I I just don't think that it's a given that they're going to be able to stop a weakened Toronto attack. However, I think L.A. is definitely going to have their chances offensively against Toronto. So I see the game as being fairly lopsided.
3: Yep. Yeah, Gonzalez is out. Uh, Pinedo, obviously. Zardes, I believe, is gone, adding to the the list from this game of a number of Alan Gordon is suspended.
2: Should right. that? Um the, the one thing to think about with Rowe is he's probably not going to get that many saves because I don't see Toronto really getting a ton of shots on goal. So even well, if he not has Toronto, the Toronto
3: it's just Jovinko really.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. So I don't okay. I don't know that I see him even though he has the shutout chance, I don't like him better than, say, the Montreal NYCFC game. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm glad you brought that one up because I believe this is the last weekend uh, without Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard. So we'll, we'll get to see where they slot in price-wise uh, next week. And then Pirlo will join two weeks after that, I think. He got a little bit of an extra break thanks to his Champions League run. But uh, how do you feel about, would you touch anybody else on Toronto, Skyler, other than Jovinko in this game?
1: I probably, I probably won't. I'll probably be focusing on Galaxy players this game, especially with all their attackers gone, I actually, like, uh, let Jet a lot. And if Villarreal gets extended playing time, I think he's got a good shot at a decent night. So not high on Toronto. Um, Giovinco is probably where it stops for me.
3: Seems reasonable, I suppose. <laughs> um, all right, that's... That's the end of the Saturday slate. The Sunday game, I think, is kind of ignored on some sites. DraftKings, I don't believe, is doing a, uh, any games with it. I could be wrong. I haven't checked every Saturday one. But uh, I guess if you're playing Mondo goal with the full weekend slate, you'll need the Sunday game. So we'll chat about it. Um, it's a a pretty good one, I think. San Jose at Portland. Um, J.D., you made the, the correct call about uh, Adi starting last week and. He sure made made you look good. Uh, do you think he
2: has locked up that spot now? I have no idea. He <laughs> comes on and gets two goals all the time. I don't think he ever scores just one. He anytime he scores it feels like it's a brace. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I have I have no clue. Caleb Porter keeps saying good things about him and keeps staking him on the bench. So, he's definitely going to be in some of my lineups. If I can find a site that has that game, and if Caleb Porter puts him in, but I don't know. Or you, I mean, you can't really lock him in on Mondo Goal since they don't have a a late swap. Yeah, you're you're locking him in at
3: 7:25 Eastern on Saturday for his 11 p.m. Eastern game on Sunday.
2: <laughs> right. So unfortunately, I I don't know. You you can't really consider him this week, but you could consider Valeri. And you definitely can consider Adam Quaracy, who is playing a San Jose team without Chris Wondolowski. Well, that was
3: perfectly into my next question. Skyler, how does, how does uh, San Jose score without Wando, or do they not? They don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't. No.
1: no, Portland's been phenomenal at home lately. I think they just gave up their first goal in something crazy like five games at home. Uh, that was this last weekend against Seattle course they still ended up winning four to one so i I don't see san jose scoring this weekend either Um, what i am looking forward to is some mondo gold global contests and a little Adi and uh rapino valeri going (laughs) something like that maybe uh (laughs) mixing it up a little bit with some u.s women's world cup players
2: there you go well also saturday and sunday is the championship that skylar has 10 entries to
1: yeah, you'll be there. You'll be there. You, you got one, that's all you need. Yep. Should be
2: fun. And I've got one, and I'm not going to use Will Bruin or David Teixeira, so <laughs> it'll be <laughs> one versus maybe two of yours.
1: Yeah, well, I think, unfortunately for, uh, for you, I won't be able to play Will Bruin because I think it's just the just Saturday uh, the Copa America final and then the Women's World Cup third oh, place you- game. You mean Argentina
2: didn't call up Will Bruin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they had enough of Sergio Aguero and Messi, so
2: they thought they'd yeah, give Bruin on, a try. He's
1: in their, in their <laughs> reserves.
2: Well, Maradona probably would have picked him over Carlos Tevez. Probably. What an idiot. <laughs> that gets me really mad because I love Tevez. So well, that's talk I might for another have been day.
1: In, in the right mind at the time.
3: <laughs> I'd like to... Before we keep going on that, I want to get back to the San Jose game because both of you guys um, had Matias Perez-Garcia pretty high. Is that just because he does so much other than score that he's still worthy of of consideration?
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, he's been, been great fantasy-wise, and if he's not scoring or assisting, he's still going to be collecting fantasy points uh, just through some of the peripheral stats, so... So, I like him. If if Shea Salinas was on DraftKings, I would probably roll with him again. But um, not going to be able to play him this week.
2: So yeah, if, talk. Sorry. Talk about a guy on on Draft or Pass that you can count on for three fouls drawn. I was just about to ask one shot on goal or three three uh, shots yeah. Yeah. of fouls drawn. For Perez Garcia, three fouls drawn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd say three fouls drawn, but that's again going back to the Draft or Pass. Um, stats. You can pull up the the player's uh, stat box or game log, and look at some other players. But there at the top, I think they've got a bar that shows some of your recent player searches, so you can just toggle in between some of the players that you're actually considering. Which I thought was amazing. That was that's an excellent tool. So I love that.
3: I was that I completely agree with you. That's like such a Bonus that you don't have to keep clicking out. You can literally—it's essentially just like a, a tab on the top that has your your recently clicked on players. So pretty yeah. easy toggling back and forth.
2: Yeah, it's I'm, a big time. I'm not gonna lie. When I'm filling out a DraftKings lineup, I sometimes go to draft or pass to research the players instead of just using the DraftKings uh, player logs. Well,
3: <laughs> so, I mean, if, if the stuff. info's
2: there, then, you know,
3: why not, right?
2: Right. All
3: right, cool, guys. Uh, thanks again for another week, Drafter Pass. Thanks for the um, sponsorship this week, guys. Just a reminder to, to our listeners: uh, you can enter the promo code Rotowire when you sign up for Drafter Pass and get five dollars credited right to your account. No no deposit or credit card required. So head over there, use the code, and uh, find us in some of the the matchups. And whether you're willing to not take three goals, three shots on goal for Jovinko. <laughs> guys thanks again and uh skylar jd best of luck on the uh on the big one on this uh is it just saturday or is it saturday and sunday
1: it's saturday and sunday yeah it rolls into the the finals on sunday so that'll be the the deciding game is the u.s japan championship nice. game so yeah nice. it should be fun
2: yeah all right boys best of luck take it down yeah okay. good luck this weekend guys good luck guys